0: You ready?
1: Yeah, let's go.
0: <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Rainy Robinson, and this is Savage Words Podcast. For those of you that don't know me, I was lucky enough to be on Dog and Beth on the hunt for three seasons. I was on Dog uh, and Beth Fight for Their Lives on a and and I was on the uh, Uh, the only season of Dogs Most Wanted with one of my most favorite people on the planet, and that was Beth Chapman. Tonight, I have a really incredible, badass woman. And uh, you guys are going to just love her. She's a friend of mine. Uh, She is uh, active military. That takes (laughs) something. Uh, She owns uh, B&C Investigations uh, right up the road from me. And uh, she has a really cool podcast as well. We'll talk more a little bit uh, more about that a little bit later. But I want to introduce you uh, to Kelly Coelho. Yes. I said Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are uh, you?
0: Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to even be here. But, you know, you and I it, it spoke a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, you are always just kind of full of trinkets, which is really fun for me. But uh, we uh, you knew that uh, Lisa and I were talking about, you know, doing the uh, uh, the um, uh, human trafficking and the locating of the small kids. And you popped up and said, hey, I've got some of this information. So fill everyone in on exactly what you do. So
1: I actually, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. It kind of broke out a little. So um, I had saw you guys post about this stuff and it was so crazy because it came right at the right time. You know, Um, I actually spoke to Megan from without permission and I invited her to come on my podcast and talk about human trafficking and sex trafficking and how it's happening right here in our backyard. And, yeah. you know, it just really tug at my heart. And I'm like, God, is this my calling? Are you? trying to tell me something here like uh-huh. um so I was I was kind of torn because I really wanted to do the whole CASA thing victims advocate and you know foster care so I was torn between doing CASA this and I'm like I want to do it all so
0: um, no I know
1: yeah. And so when Megan and I spoke, I just I, I literally got goosebumps. I'm like, "Megan, I am getting so many goosebumps and even when we did the podcast." I mean, just goosebumps were just, you know. Yeah. Is this real, guys? Like this yeah. stuff in our own backyard. Like yeah. why hasn't there been anything done about it? Like these kids, we are these kids' voice. You know, they they may have had our hard upbringings. I've had a hard upbringing. Sometimes it's just hard for those kids to just voice themselves because
0: they're going through so much. So you know, I talked to Megan. Yeah, they also don't have the words. They don't have the words to articulate what is going on. These are they're in adult situations that don't have the words, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they're they're innocent little creatures. They don't know what's going on. They need They need somebody that can say you're okay. It's okay to not be okay, but we, we need to help you out of this situation. Um, Megan and I talked, it's, it's going on right here in our backyard. I've worked numerous cases, including bounty hunting. I mean, there were times I was going out on these hunts and my heart would, Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, when you have a passion to do something, when you feel it right here, when you feel it right here, you're, you're saying, oof, right now I just got goosebumps
0: again. You know, you it's the universe telling you that you're in the right place at the right time and that you have the right tools to do this job.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I've worked numerous cases doing bounty hunting investigations. I've worked with other PIs and mm-hmm. I've been right in the middle of all this stuff happening. And, you know, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. That's for one, sh- <laughs> that's one thing that a lot- I, I love you. A lot of people who know me know that it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut, especially when you're in the wrong. So that's one thing It's hard when I feel it right here. And I know like a a child that's going through something, Hey, CPS is a phone call away. If they don't do anything, why don't you contact the next person? I mean, why aren't we getting these kids answers? Why is this child living in these living conditions? I mean, we can go on and on about it, but what are we going to do about it? That's What are we going to do? How can we, as um, their voices, what can we do to help these kids get that therapy and, um, you know, help that they need?
0: Explain to everybody what CASA is. It's the coolest organization ever. And I actually went through the screening of all of it. And uh, for whatever reason, I, I can't even remember why I ended up not doing it. But um, but explain to everybody what what it is.
1: So, CASA is a, a court appointed vic, um, victim advocate for children in foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're interested in that, like you can actually be a court appointed um, victim's advocate where you work side by side with a child who you get appointed to, and you're basically their support system. Yeah. So, and I, you know, that's so amazing because they have that. Um, in CASA. Now, why can't we do this with victims who have been sex trafficked or, you know, things like that? I mean, yeah. So it's, it's more of the, why have we not, or what can we do to start making that process happen? Because if you see like even Tim, Tim Tebow and his story, have you been following him? He's been all over social media posting about his new mission and human trafficking and sex trafficking. But what's really crazy is all of a set. I mean, it's amazing how a lot more people are trying to stand up for these people, but you see how law enforcement has stepped forward and started saving a lot of these people. I mean, they're, they're coming in by the hundreds, you know, they're starting to Pick up and do the job they need to do, but they need our us. They need us to help because they can't all do it themselves.
0: I agree. I, I mean, the uh, you know the, uh, the Sun did an article with uh, Lisa and I in it, and the the statistics were staggering. It was something like um, over five hundred thousand m- missing children just in a year's time, or seven hundred fifty thousand, or it was some astronomical number. And, you know, Lisa has now run into a problem where some of the kids are not even getting reported. They're not reported as missing. And how, how many stories have we heard where, oh, you know, they're just, you know, a runaway or whatever, they'll be back in 24 hours. And, you know, everyone knows, thanks to A&E, that, you know, in 48 hours, you've got to find, you know, you got to get some sort of answer for something. But, you know, that it, they, they cannot do this alone. They cannot do this alone. And if it were my child or your child or my neighbor's child or any child, they are all our children. They yeah. belong to us. And without the resources in place, it's very hard for people to connect the dots on mm-hmm. on exactly what's happening. But so, so with the casa thing, are you going to do it, or is it just kind? You're all qualified. You're just kind of waiting for. An extra, you, you need 40 hours in a day is what you need. Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you
1: know, I haven't, I actually haven't done the whole process, but I back in my head and I just want to do it all. And so I just really have to go with what God leads me to, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. You know,
1: I'm going this way, but hey, I can help multiple agencies out, you know, like if my heart's here, hey, I could donate some money over here and tell them I'll give them free services. And then over here, I give my time and effort, or vice versa. You know what I mean? So that's what the good part about it.
0: But even more than that, like even as we're speaking now, it's like, you're going to inspire somebody to step forward, to do that. And that is helping that Mm -hmm. is facilitating your, you know, your mission through other people, because a lot of people are get fragmented and they don't know what to do or what it means or how, you know, uh, you know, comes together. The CASA thing, I love that because you are you are actually that child's advocate. So you mm-hmm. get to say, uh, you know, you go to court for them and you get to meet with them. Uh, you know, how is everything going? It's like an independent person that that, that, that kid has as a representative. And, you know, although, uh, you know, who doesn't need that? We all need that. We all yeah. need somebody to do that. I love that. And tell me a little bit more about um, the, the without permission. Tell me about that.
1: So, without permission is an organization in Stanislaus County who helps women who have been sex trafficked or who is a victim of sex trafficking. They basically um, take in these women that have been turned in from like law enforcement, and they help with like therapy, um, getting them the resources and the help that they need because. You know, and um, I know Megan shared a story about a boy who was, I believe, as he was about eleven years old, and he was a victim. And you know, he just had so much trauma. And they actually take these children in and help them with the trauma that they've been facing. And just give them the resources they need and anything that they need, they're they're there to support them along the way.
0: Oh God, I love that. And did, so this little 11-year-old, for example, it, so he would live at the facility or what is, how does that, or does he live somewhere else and then they just-
1: Yeah, so they have a facility um, which is undisclosed to the public, obviously. They, yeah. they keep them very, it's very confidential. And that's what I really like about it is, I okay. mean, uh, they're very- confidential. Yeah. I mean,
0: Especially yeah. Under 18, they've got, they have to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're under supervision. They have volunteers that come in, but you have to go through an extensive background check, mm. um, which if you're listening to my podcast um, with Megan and I, we kind of went into that of how the um, background process right. was. Um, it does, it could take a long time, which is probably close to like a law enforcement. If you're going through like a law enforcement process, it I is pretty good. Yeah and and honestly like I feel comfortable with that because you know if they just get anybody you can volunteer your time but if you actually don't have a clean background not saying you're a bad person but we need the right people in those areas yeah who yeah
0: so i, uh, I agree I, and i think that i think that people are really willing to help they just mm-hmm. need one thing they need to know where to go what to do and just like with you you know when you're talking to Megan and you know, you kind of get the chills, and then all of a sudden you see something for me, and it's like it's popping up. And yeah, that's your that's when you know you're in the right place at the right time. Yeah,
1: it's just, yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. And I that need to voice this a lot more because I think there's just so many people who are really scared. And I challenge each and every person on here who's listening to this, <laughs> you're. A woman's intuition, you know, when something's off. Okay. And I also feel that men have this too, but I feel it's more with women. And that's why I feel sometimes us powerful women could be a great voice to these people out there. But when you feel something's off, I don't care where you're at, go with your intuition. I don't care, even if you've done this job or not, you know, being doing investigations and fugitive recovery, bounty hunting, all that stuff you know, when something's off and when you feel that something's off, you need to go with it. And a child might be out there just screaming for like, help, help. You got to look for signs too. I mean, there's so many different signs like when these kids or um, victims are presented to like, say the first people that they come into contact with are the public, a doctor's office, you know, they they may be screaming for help, but if you don't actually like do anything about it, then you're as guilty as that defendant.
0: I yeah. believe. For, I mean, what th- they, what, the apathy, the apathy. You know, being apathetic is it's a fence sitter. You're a fence sitter. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, and a lot of people don't want to get involved in, and they don't want to get involved because, you, you know, maybe they had an experience before where they, you know, were wrong or whatever, but I don't know. I just think that, um, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier and I'll just tell this like brief story, but uh, when David and I first opened the bail, the bail office, you know, many years ago up in the Bay Area, we had, <laughs> you know, we hung out our shingle and, you know, all of that, we'd been, probably been in business a little more in a couple of years. And uh, this guy walked in and just creepy. And you knew in an instant, the guy was creepy. And so I I took one look at him and David was sitting like to my side. And we both kind of just grabbed our weapons and put our weapons in our laps. And so the guy gravitated towards David and he's talking to him about this and that. And and then, you know, the guy all of a sudden confesses that he's like this, um, uh, that he was a uh, uh not he didn't say he was a sexual predator but he said that he was a sex addict and that he's now cured himself and I, in my head I'm thinking really this guy cured himself so he handed over some religious material and he gave it to David and uh and said so David took it and he put it in the drawer and he goes I'll read it later blah 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 we're trying to get the guy out of the office so they got the guy out of the office about five five about a week later the guy comes back in Comes back in, he's asking David about the religious material. Did you read it? And David says, no. Pulls out his drawer and he puts it on top of the thing. And he says, go ahead and just take it with you. About three days after that, uh, breaking news, that ended up being Philip Garrido. And he was the one that stole uh, J.C. Lee Dugard, who happened to be not a mile from our office and had been in that backyard for 18 years. Wow. So that's how... You know, we think that it's happening in some other town with some other people, with some, uh, no. We're rubbing shoulders with these people every single day. And Mm -hmm. we have to be aware of our surroundings, who's there, who's in it, who's speaking to you, who's speaking to your children, who's speaking to your neighbor's children. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're, you're so right. I mean, I like, I want to go back to when you talked about just being on the fence, you know, Yeah. quite often. I mean, that's the easy route out, but, um, sometimes it's, it's, it only takes you a few minutes to do the right thing and help somebody out that, you know, maybe screaming for help. Right. Right. I've been in multiple situations that I, I haven't directly been in danger, but I've seen other people even in front yeah. of my children. Yeah. And sometimes, It's hard. I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to get involved, but you know, even let me give you an example. So one time I was in San Diego with my daughters and we were going to the store and I had a, something just ran through me and just, I felt so uncomfortable and I'm like, what's going on? And I look around and I was driving through the parking lot. I parked my car at the grocery store and I'm like, okay, Just got a weird feeling that just, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? I I kind of ignored it at the moment, but like they said, always go with your intuition. So I got a really weird feeling again. I'm like, okay, girls, do me a favor. Just sit back there. I'm going to get out of the car and I don't want you to move. I want you to stay in the car and I'm going to lock my car door. And they're like, mom, what's going on? I'm like, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. So I closed my door and I had seen a girl walking with a short skirt. Okay. She was walking with a short skirt. I mean, she was had a bag and looked like alcohol coming from the little store. It was a grocery store. So she's coming from the store. And I, I just felt uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, why is this girl? And then I had that feeling. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And sure enough, the um, I saw this thing that went through the corner of my eye and it just ran. I'm like, what the heck was that? So I look and this guy went over, yanked her skirt down and ran towards the, there was a car's Jr. by there. So I told my daughters, I told them, do not get out. Do not get out. I'm going to go help this poor girl. Cause there's five guys that are just standing there doing absolute oh nothing. And it drove me crazy. Yeah. And I even told them, what the f- are you guys doing over there?
0: Yeah.
1: And they were like, nothing. And I'm like, it really bothered me more because I had my own children in the car and we were, you know, obviously, so that could have been me if that I could have be been your the- daughters. Yeah. Yes. So if that was, if my children were to have gotten out of the car or myself, was he going to try and do that to me? I mean, this guy was just so spun out that he came and assaulted this girl right in front of us. I went and helped the girl, saved her. We reported it to the police and everything like that next week. I was in, um, I, I was working on my bachelor's at the time and, um, I'll never forget this. My professor was like, so let's do a news article and talk about, you know, the current news going on. And I share mine and they say, yeah. And this guy was caught. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. This guy was caught in Otay Mesa. He was pulling female skirts down. I'm like, wait, let uh, me see his uh, So he, they show it to me. Sure enough. The guy was caught the next week later. He was doing it to multiple females,
0: assault, yeah. assault.
1: Now, if I wouldn't have made that report or other people hadn't have made that report, that guy would have just gone free.
0: Uh, or done it a couple more times or had a couple more victims before, you know. So, in, and everyone from the time you saw it, how many people were before that and how many people were in there that didn't say anything. And that, and you bring up a beautiful point. It's mm-hmm. a perfect, perfect analogy. It's a perfect analogy. Yeah. You don't say anything you are setting up the next victim.
1: Mm -hmm. You are, yeah.
0: You're setting them up. You're setting them up to be victimized. And, you know, I realize that some of that stuff can be kind of traumatizing, but if we don't speak up, if we don't say something, you're setting up the next victim. Yep. You know, we have to take this and we have to lock arms and we move forward as mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, that's how we listen it will occur when there's no light shined on it and you know like roaches shine that light they'll scatter everywhere but it's alarming um what's so alarming is the sheer uh uh i don't even know what to say it's uh it just seems like a lot of deferred maintenance over some of these things that could be very, very pivotal. Like, you know, I was, uh, I said to you earlier about the state of, you know, Hawaii and only listing 52 people, the missing from 1987 to, to today. Yeah. I, I, it just, there's a million and a half people that live in that state. Yeah. And a million of them live on a And so, yeah where is the list and who's doing the list? And these are government run sites. And why is that not being reported? And why is that not being shared? Why is yeah. it not being shared across everywhere? And yep. that's what's so like, we could solve a lot of these and the misclassification of them. You know, a 15 year old you or a 14 year old, you can't say they're a runaway. They're missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a runaway it, it gives an illusion of, well, that, you know, they just got sick as shit and they just moved on. Uh, no, they're not. They're a minor and they're and Somebody is still responsible for them. And if they get killed, that's you being a fence sitter. So, yeah, you know, they are missing and we need to classify them as missing. Yeah. You know, well, now
1: you start asking questions. Why wasn't this done? Right. I mean, it's a better investigation. Get it. Get deeper. I mean, why was this never done? Why, were Why
0: we, we done? Exactly. Yeah. And listen, there's going to be some, there are going to be some that don't, you know, for whatever reason, but to not have the majority of it, the majority of it, like there are more than 52 people missing in the state of Hawaii. So, You know, I mean, like, it was just, it was disheartening. It was disheartening to see. So what I'm hoping for is that we gather a network, a network of, you know, powerful people. And when I say powerful people, I mean like people that won't shut up like me and you, you know what I mean, (laughs) Lisa. And that's, that's the power. I'm not talking, I mean, it's great if they're politicians or they know people or whatever, but it's the listen, if we all hum the same song, that is the stuff that gets, that gets changed because we'll shame them into it We'll shame them yeah. into doing yeah. a better job for the people that they say they care about yeah yeah well listen I want you to tell everybody where they can find your podcast because I was on that podcast
1: yes you were so everybody can check out it's the Kelly Quelo show and you can find it on Spotify, um, Anchor FM. That's where I, that's the platform that I used to record it. So if you guys want to check it out. It's called the Kelly Coelho Show. Rainey was a special guest. So make sure that you guys also check out that episode because it is awesome. Right. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh,
0: of course. What Alert from calendar. What would PA019 you like to everyone to else? Check oh, and oh my Dallas to London. Stop talking. <laughs> I have, uh, I have electronic people that are talking to me. Thank God. <laughs> um, uh, what would you like everyone to know?
1: So I want you guys all to know that you guys matter. So if there's somebody out there listening, um, so let me start here. Rainey and I are here for for you guys. Okay. I want you to know that we're on your side. If you're having a hard time out there and you need some answers to whatever it is, I don't care. It can be two in the clock in the morning. If you need somebody, you know me, I got your back. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a ride or die. And if you really need somebody that's genuine that you cannot share your story to, and you're just going through it. I know I'm here for each and every one of you. And Rainy and Lisa's mission, I already shared that I, my heart is all in. I, I just feel the goosebumps. I know that is a calling and I just challenge you to say something. Just, I challenge you to be, to defend yourself and know that you have a voice and that you matter because a lot of people think that they don't. And I, I just want you to know that you do. Yeah. And the first step to getting help is, you know, voicing yourself to somebody you can trust, say it to, you know, talk to somebody you can trust. If you, you know, if you need to send a message, send an email, my email is B and C investigations, Inc at gmail.com. Okay. If you guys need anything or need a voice, I'm here for you. And I know Rainey is too. And Lisa,
0: I, I really, and Lisa does too. I mean, we both try to, we try to answer as much, as much as we possibly can. I try to interact with, you know, people as much as they can because we all matter. Every single one of Mm -hmm. us matters. We all have a story Mm -hmm. and we all have people Mm -hmm. that love us. And, you know, the the people could be our family or it could be a friend, but we were all loved and we deserve that love and we deserve respect. And, And I think that if, you know, we had a network of... You know, people that really just locked arms, a safety zone, a safety (laughs) zone for people. Listen, I'm not putting up with any of that. And you're not putting up with any of that. And someone that is in a weakened condition will put up with that. And that's what we want to stop is that.
1: Love it. Love it. You hit it spot on, girl. Yes, I love it.
0: Yeah. Well, listen my sweet thank you so much i really appreciate all your minutes here and i appreciate your insight and i just absolutely adore you and i just you. adore your spirit and i just think that you know you know you are definitely in the network and we definitely need to you know make this circle wider and <laughs> you know catch as many that we can and get them to where they need to go without being you know further victimized yeah i yeah. i
1: agree Thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. Good night, everybody. Thank you for watching Savage Words Podcast. Until next time.